gives me great pleasure to introduce you guys today to Miles and Luke from the band Schemata Theory. Welcome, guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you very much. Abso- Good evening. Absolutely, my pleasure. Um, it sort of it's, it starts off very uh, professional like this, and it just sort of descends down, just to sort of give you a heads up <laughs> on that front. Perfect. Um, <laughs> um, but you guys are based um, out of Reading, a uh, place I know very well. Um, and I, I hadn't actually heard of you guys until recently. Um, I was sent your track, Mind Eater, and um, yeah, loved it. Um, hence why you are here right now. Um, <laughs> um, um, but if I could start off uh, just by getting uh, your origin story, if you will, um, sort of where you guys came from, how long you've been around, what other releases you've got out, because uh, we'll talk about the single and the album as well, which we'll talk about. Um, but yeah, where did you guys come from? How long you, you know, the usual stuff, where you've been? How, how long have you got? you've got got as long as you need or want (laughs) you want to take it Luke? yeah 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 absolutely um so i think much like a lot of other bands the sort of local music scenes we're sort of an amalgamation of various different groups from sort of meeting in school and family friends from being from being younger and so we all we all sort of started off in different bands at sort of like 15 16 in school um and over the years sort of came together to become what what we are now um so previously miles was the the drummer in in what the, what squatter theory used to be a band called down within um and i'd been in bands with miles um sort of year, years before that um and it was when we were recording the first album that miles had recorded the drums on the the vocalist at the time stepped away and me and miles sort of stepped into that position of dual vocalists um, at that time to, to f- fill that gap, which was quite interesting because it was, we had all of the music recorded for the first album, the, the debut back in 2012. And we were sort of coming in with a deadline, had to get everything sorted, everything, all the vocals written and recorded pretty sharpish. I think only a sort of a couple of months to turn it all around. Um, so it was a bit of a baptism of fire for us to joining um, initially. <laughs> Um, it's been a bit of a whirlwind since then, to be fair. What were your thoughts right, sort of around the, the early stages, Miles, and a bit of a transition from uh, the opening album in 2012? Yeah, I mean, Dry Lung Rhetoric, our debut album, definitely was um, an interesting process because um, we had both been done our own kind of vocals in our own little projects, but never for an album. And so with this tight deadline, it was really... Um, a tough a tough challenge that we really went for and obviously looking back we realize you know all the the mistakes and learnings that come from that process um but the thing is um you know you mentioned that you hadn't you know really heard of us before and Mm. and you know um later this year will have been 10 years that we've been about but dry lung rhetoric didn't come after months or years of being a band it was actually day zero what we decided to do in sort of this digital age was to announce ourselves as a band once the album came out we did it all ourselves we had great response in the local scene and i think the last 10 years it's just been a really interesting journey of you know changes here and there and um constantly testing the waters um and i think it's why we're so excited when it comes to this being our second album, we've done some uh, demos in between uh, with Unity and Time that's out in a couple of weeks because um, in, in some ways I think it's a good thing because if if we manage to create something that we're incredibly proud of and we feel that is going to really 
um, be received well by people uh, to catch people off guard, I think is a good, good first step. Yeah. And this album is definitely the amalgamation of, you know, 10 years of many learnings. And although we've always taken the band very seriously and put all our heart and soul into it, this was the first release where we really had a conversation as a band and said, look, are we going to really go for it with all cylinders, you know, firing uh, in terms of, you know, from the financial standpoint, in terms of, you know, time, uh, for, you know, whether it's touring or, you know, doing merchandise, just really going for it every step of the way. And this, this album really does feel like the most honest artistic reflection of who we are as a band. Um, and in many ways, unity in time, um, I've, I've mentioned on previous um, interviews that although it is about the, the, the themes of what the songs are about, it's also quite representative of who we are as a family and as a band, which is over time we have become so consolidated as this family and we feel more unified and, and together. And so um, we're just really excited to get it out there. And, and your words about Mind Eater really means a lot because we're now finally starting to hear the, uh, the first instances of people's op- opinions on it. And um, it's, it's really exciting. No, that's awesome. I mean, it's mad. You've been around for 10 years. Um, <laughs> I'm almost ashamed of myself. Uh, well, you've got to take two years off because of the pandemic, I find. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> and I wasn't in the country for five of those years, to be fair with you. There we go. So Seven. Oh, okay. So three. Yeah. So there yeah. we go. Three years. <laughs> for me, anyway. Um, but yeah, no, it's crazy because I, I, I always, like, um, I've always sort of been keeping my ear, like, close to sort of, like, local scenes. And obviously, I'm not based in Reading, but... I get the feed from that. I used to play a lot of gigs over there when I was in a band. I played like the Purple Turtle and the um, the Fez Club back in the day, um, and all that. All there was a bunch of other places anyway. Um, but yeah, no, it was just strange coming out. Like I, I thought, a brand new band. That's because I, I didn't look into like uh, like the bio or anything. Um, just to sort of see, I, I, I generally don't go searching unless I have to. <laughs> That's fair. But I like to, I like to find out on the, on the, on the actual show as well. So obviously from your own words. Um, but yeah, that's mad. I mean, 10 years. Um, like I said, I'm a, I, even though, if, even if it is three years, um, it's still, still, you know, you've got an album out there as well. So, um, no, but that's really cool. And, I, mean, I, I would just, I would just say that you know the album that we first launched with uh, to now is 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 there's a lot of the same sort of essences within it, okay. the same architecture, but we are a much more evolved band, and it is because of some of the changes that we had along the way. So, um, when our debut album was done, um, Carl, who was the bassist at the time, he was the composer of the music, absolutely brilliant composer who wrote it, c- complex intricacies within the music. And um, he stepped away after our demo that followed it. And so we had a real existential conversation as a band of like, well, the the main composers left. Can we still do this? And that was what actually led to the first few tracks that we wrote that then became this album that we've done. There have been other things as well. I had a head injury, so a true headbanger about six years ago, which sort of took me out of it for three years. So it's kind of like you can't really pick point uh, pick at any particular event throughout yeah. our band's history. It's just been a very long process. And okay. again, you know, for us, it's some things take a, a long time and, um, you know, we're going to be very new to a lot of people and we have no qualms about it. Like we're just really excited and we feel that, you know, good things come to those that wait, not just by those that are going to hear it, but also for us as a band as well, we feel very comfortable in what we've done and, and really excited for for that reason. Excellent. No, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I think, I think this feels like a real sort of relaunch. I, I think it's interesting what you're saying around sort of ne- not not having heard of us and 
it, it's it's still strange to me to think that we've been around and doing this for for ten years. It doesn't it doesn't feel like it's been <laughs> it's been ten years at this point. But I think I think what we all want out of this is is a, a bit of a, a fresh start and, and to sort of use this album to to kick off what this schemata theory is. As as Mars alluded to, uh, certainly musically, it's very different to to sort of where we started with um with dry lung rhetoric back in twenty twelve. Um, and it, yeah, it really does feel like a, a bit of a, a relaunch, essentially. No, that's really cool. I was going to say you've got like you know people who are discovering you now, um, and like when your album comes out, there's going to be a bunch of people that discover you then. But they've also got something to go back on as well. So you've got that album from back then. You've got obviously you've got the, you've got the demos floating around as well, I suppose, on the digital platforms and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. So yep. there's, I mean, there's going to be plenty to sort. I'm going to go and look back on some of it when I uh, when I finish this. So. <laughs> just to sort of catch up on that front but um let's let's talk about what you've got going on at the moment uh the new single um mind eater um i was sent that uh ooh, i mean it was a couple of weeks ago um how's that done for you so far as a sort of reaction piece i mean we've been really really impressed by the response and you know because it is a relaunch for us it, it does feel like in some way small beginnings but you know, in a world that is so noisy with so many songs and music releases left, right and centre, it is about building things from the bottom up and mm. the community that we seem to be building, our tribe, as we call it, um, with those that support us, has just been really remarkable. Um, people really connect with the music, whether it's just in terms of the aesthetics of how it makes them feel and sounds, their yeah. enjoyment. Uh, but then there's also a great community that really um, delves into the messaging behind it. Uh, and, and that's something we've always... Um, prided ourselves on as a band which is you know first and foremost we're a band that just wants to create music that we enjoy to write enjoy to play and hopefully you know we enjoy to listen to. but beneath that canvas of music you know there is messaging there for those that want to look a bit deeper and um there's nothing more um amazing than you know playing live shows and seeing people melding along to the lyrics or sharing their experiences of how they connect and so yeah mind eater is the third single we've done uh, leading up to this album, um, okay. following um, New Vision, uh, and we started off with a, a track called Voices, um, and we might have time for just one more before the album release coming out soon. Okay, um, <laughs> and yeah, it's just it's just been it's just been amazing with this like new energy that we bring, um, and we're just really blown away again with with all the the messages and, and responses we've seen. Nice, nice. I mean, um, what sort of um, well, you, you mentioned them. What what kind of like. Um messages do you have in the in in the tracks um i've I've sort of briefly gone over some of your bio things and um goes on you know current events and news and media and 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 the use of that and things obviously you know very relevant right now um but what what is your what is your take on that i mean so so unity in time as you say goes across a a lot of issues and Mm. we we like to always think that when we we compose music we're creating you know anthems i mean that's obviously up for judgment from those that are hearing it but <laughs> that that's kind of the intention we come to of we want to create anthems for you know different feelings and, and different um takes in life and so unity in time is about the importance of unity and connection really um and that is connection in every part of of life it's um the connection that we have with each other whether it's um family members or strangers that we engage with in day-to-day life um it's the connection that we have with ourselves with you know mindfulness and mental health and well-being the importance of 
being self-compassionate. Um, but it's also the compassion we have, uh, sorry, the connection we have with um, nature. Um, it's very easy to always see ourselves as above nature. You know, humans exist on this, this landscape of, of nature when actually we are part of it. And then it's also the connection we have um, with the future and technology and the ways that things can be used. So there are, you know, tracks like Prism that looks at social media and the way that we live in this status economy uh, where people are constantly trying to destroy each other. Um, but then there are songs like Voices, which although, you know, looks at the fact that voices have been used throughout human history for ways of tearing down um, and destroying others. They're also great methods for creation. And so it's understanding those powers of connection and being um, not complacent with that power and realizing that we have an opportunity to use it to build connections as opposed to um, subbing seeds of division. Mm. Um, and, and, and so, yeah, that's, that's pretty much the, the main um, essence that goes throughout, uh, throughout the album. Nice, nice. No, that's really cool. I look. I haven't actually heard the album. Um, I look forward to hearing it. <laughs> we'll sort that out for sure. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah. No, it's, I mean it, it's, it's it's very odd actually. To be honest with you, um, I, I like. I normally I get an album or something like that, but this is quite good. It's quite refreshing. Just having literally the one track. Like that's all I've gone off on on this. And and like I said, I really enjoy it. I played it at my uh, club the other night as well. Like early doors, just sort of you know see how it sounds over a big sound system um and it sounded pretty cool then so, um, we, we, we are glad to hear that yeah, um, last thing you want to hear is it was a floor clearer oh like, no no, you know, when, no when, was... when we're trying to kick everyone out at the end of the night i, 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 I wouldn't have mentioned that voice uh no it's like I, I, I put it on i i usually play new bands new music in the first hour that i do just to get them up there and see if any of them take, you know, uh, obviously if any of them do, you push them up further in the night. It's kind of like if you're in a band, you start off as a support band and go up into the main thing yep. eventually. Um, but yeah, no, I DJ rock club in Guildford. Um, and um, yeah, I, I play obviously new music there. Obviously I'll play the usual classics as well. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it, sound, it sounds nice over the sound system. So hopefully that's, what you were looking for on there no definitely i <laughs> yeah, mean we, 100%. When, when we get the mixes through you know we we sit on a phone on a laptop on yeah. speakers but you know in a club is not always the thing that we have direct access to straight away so, no yeah. no <laughs> i remember doing the old car stereo check it yes is, uh, yep. and now now it's phones it's like how does it sound out of this phone you know it's so different <laughs> it's, so, yeah. it's terrible as normally they are yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, but, and, but that's, that's that's the problem. You you know you have to you have to listen to it on on a phone a lot because you have to accept that a lot of people are going to hear it through yeah. their phone speaker. So yeah. it needs to sound at least reasonable in that manner. Yeah, at least some phones are trying. I suppose. Yeah. I, I can't. True. Uh, no, I'm not going to say it. I can't say it. <laughs> Because I work for one of the companies, and um, yeah, yeah, don't, yeah, don't don't say that. No, um, um, but yeah, no, it's no, it's it's uh, it's it's really cool. Like I said, I look forward to hearing the album and everything. But what what are your guys' plans, um, sort of with this release and everything? I know, obviously, with the uh, with the uh, COVID situation and stuff like that, it's very difficult for some bands to plan things. Um, but what what do you guys have in the pipeline at the moment to kind of aid the promotion of this release? Yeah, so so obviously COVID's been a, a, a real challenge. Like like we've had we've had this album ready to go 
for two years now. Oh wow! So we okay. record, we recorded this uh, what January 2020 with the full intent to you know do a, a bit of a, a PR cycle, a couple of months, and get it out sort of middle of 2020. And we all yeah. know how that turned out. Yep. Um, so you know, so yeah, we just sort of just kept pushing it back and pushing it back and, and waiting to get into a a relatively even keel in a position where um, releasing an album isn't a complete failure. Um, but I, I think I think we're in a much better place now. It's, it's easier to, to start to get out there a bit more. And um, I know the, the guys uh, did some touring sort of back end of the of the year to, to get themselves ready for the um, for sort of getting out there and, and playing this album. I unfortunately was unable to attend having um, just uh, my wife had just given birth recently. Okay. That's a fair enough so, excuse. Uh, d- yeah. Yeah. A, a, a fair excuse. Only fair just. Excuse. But. <laughs> Only just. But yeah. So I, I sort of took a, took a little bit of time away back yeah. end of, back end of last year. Um, but fully back at it now. And we are, so we're currently trying to book as many dates as we can essentially for this, for this year. So we've booked some time in, um, in March where we're going to go on a bit of a tour. Um, we are mainly there, I think, in terms of the dates that we got in the diary at the minute. Um, trying to book out sort of a couple of weeks back end of March, cool. um, and then sort of festivals um, middle towards end of the year, assuming that all goes goes ahead, of course. Yeah. Um, and probably the other the other side of it, Miles, is probably more of the the sort of social media and the and sort of PR engagement, which you probably got a closer handle on than i do given my paternity leave <laughs> yeah no i mean it, it, you know during the pandemic it's about being more creative online than ever yeah and exactly, um yeah. we've really just focused on nurturing our community that we've built um we, we have a, a community on facebook a group called the voices which not only just takes its name from the opening main track on our album voices but it's kind of to signify that we you know, both appreciate and respect those that support us. We don't want it to be a one-way conversation where it's like, here's our music, now go and, you know, be voices speaking out there. It's yeah. kind of like, no, we want to hear, you know, what you like about it, what you don't like about it. And yeah. um, it's it's been really, really cool to see that. Um, and then we've also done some other um, ideas here and there. Most of us in the band, I think all of us in one way or another, are gamers. Cool. I'm in particular really into my virtual reality. And during the pandemic, I've been a huge, um, well, even more of a fan of Beat Saber, the sort of oh, nice. VR Guitar Hero style game of slicing blocks to the music. And um, it has a very vibrant custom mapping community, um, which I've always said beat games who create the, the game um, can't really openly endorse because it is technically a black market of people that you know make maps for their favorite songs people download it yeah but you're not downloading it with permission from the labels or the artists even if they were technically up for it um and so it's that they're in a tough situation where it's really engaged or you know um community but they can't really um endorse it themselves and so um what we decided to do was um we actually engaged with one of these custom mappers we commissioned them uh, for our second single, New Vision, to mm. make a map in three of the difficulties, Hard, Expert, and Expert Plus. They made a custom Beat Saber map, and it, it actually went up uh, end of November, um, and it was at a time when a lot of the band, a lot of us got ill after tour. Um, so while we were stuck in, um, we were able to go into like Twitch streams and uh, request our own track and have conversations with all these Beat Saber players wow who then actually played our track and hundreds, if not thousands of people have registered high schools, 
Um, I've had the idea that we did behind it was that we were going to ask Beat Saber players from around the world to send footage of them slicing away to the track. Yeah. And then in the next month, we're going to edit a music video, a new one of just people playing along to it in Beat Saber to sort of celebrate this unified force of gamers and music lovers around the world. But um, the only thing I would sort of add to this, because obviously I could talk at, at length about <laughs> the, the awesomeness of VR and, and Beat Saber for our track is... You know, there's a there's a lot that happens online at the moment where there are reaction videos, and yeah. we've had it where people, you know, do live reactions to yeah. your music videos or your track, and it's amazing to see that sort of goggle boxification of music to see, you know, people nodding along or hopefully nodding along. We've had you know positive <laughs> responses. There's nothing worse than seeing someone snoring on camera to it. Um, but the thing about Beat Saber is it's visceral. They are standing in this virtual world and yeah. they are slicing blocks and using physicality along to the music. And so a lot of these players playing Expert Plus on New Vision, which just as a quick synopsis is a song about um, enduring adversity and getting through it and um, uh, being relieved when you get to the other side that you you persevered. Um, you see these players get to the end of this four-minute track absolutely panting. And some of them have their heart rate on the screen, which oh, really wow. scared me because I thought if any of them have a heart attack, it's going to be the <laughs> biggest PR disaster ever for us. There's Fortunately, no such thing as bad PR, don't worry. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Um, but they would get to the end and they'd be like hunched over, you know, breathing heavily. And, you know, we, we, it, we wouldn't just request a song, see him play and move on. You know, we'd spend half an hour having yeah. a conversation with the people in the chat. They were blown away that someone from the band was there. And I was saying, like, this is what the song is about. And so we wanted it that when you got to the end of this track, you felt a sense of relief that you finally made it. And it was amazing to see that connection that not only were they connecting with necessarily the feeling of the music and the messaging, but the physicality of it, they were actually like living the song. And that is something that I think we all suspected was going to happen in some way, but actually seeing it happen hundreds of times um, it has just been unbelievable and, and makes us want to definitely engage with that platform again. That's, that is that is amazing. I absolutely love that. I mean, I'm a gamer myself, you know, um, and the use of that is, is that's, that's great. I can't, I can't put it into other words. It's like, <laughs> as as a PR exercise, anyway, like looking at it from a that point of view, but you know that that's a it's kind of an untapped market, if you will, for a lot of a lot of a lot of bands or a lot of like press agency or whoever will not think of that. You know, it takes someone who knows about that to do that. If that makes sense, it's like making you know back. I mean, going back a little bit further, like with those beat games of of Dance Dance Revolution and. Um, uh, rock band, guitar hero, DJ hero, things like that, you know, and, and, and being, I know there are, like you say, like that community out there that do put their own maps in to them. And, you know, you know, the, the artists don't get any like, you know, revenue from it as that, you know, unless it's already in the game, but like just using that, I mean, obviously the meaning behind the track as well, kind of it falls into that but actually also going to spend time with these streamers that are doing this because they do appreciate I, I learned a lot of like stuff over lockdown with twitch with that community i did online dj sets and things like that that you know and and interacting with people while you're doing it it's something you don't you it was it was very different from the club you, in the clubs you get and like gigs you'll get connections with the crowd because you're playing you're feeding off their energy 
it helps you helps them helps you it's that kind of to and fro and initially with like the online platforms it was very different it was like how 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 do we get this to work and you know with the chat room and everything and we ended up having live cameras on our feeds and stuff like that so people were dancing at home with their kids or whatever you know it was all very much uh um that whole sense of community which like which you talked Mm -hmm. about um but yeah just sort of that that whole community on the streaming sites or mainly twitch to be fair but you know that and just like being able to connect with that as well like with with something quite niche in that respect you know um but also but niche something... is niche is always where it's at because oh, that's totally. where the most engagements or anything which yeah. i know you you were you were leaning on there and the other thing we'd say is as a band we were we were very careful with this project that we didn't want to be as i've touched upon already you know commission a track go in there hey play our track right see you later bye yeah. Uh, and just kind of like use it. Like yeah. we, we wanted to be a part of it. And it's why we do feel that we need to look at doing something else with the Beat Saber community. Because again, like I think there's like 20 to 30 videos of our track new vision of just people playing it on Beat Saber, which is just mind blowing. Some of the biggest streamers in Beat Saber have done it. Um, one of the rooms I went into, I requested it. Um, and I would always say, just to let you know that I've requested a track from my band that we commissioned. Hope that's okay. And this guy just like paused whatever request he was doing, looked at the chat and then selected ours and played it. He played expert plus hundred percent, not one mistake. He wasn't even heavily breathing and went, that was pretty good. And then went on and it turned out he was like the fourth best in the world. I didn't know that at the time. And it was just like, it blew my, it blew my, he's a guy with like a million subscribers and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, we just wanted to make sure that we were working with the community yeah. and again, not Atom. And, and it just totally mirrors how we operate as a band when we play shows, um, when we have interviews like this, when we, you know, talk about our music, um, and, and how we operate, you know, at practices and with everything that we do, that we, we, we are just about, you know, real connection and compassion. And it, it, it's just important that that is through and through every, everything that we do as a band no that's awesome that's awesome totally appreciate that that is uh that is kind of almost above and beyond a lot of reach especially on reach of of a lot of other bands um you know not to not to diss their efforts (laughs) Um, (laughs) but you're right sometimes there is a a one-way conversation from them it's like i'm doing this that's it and i'm releasing this and that's it you know and there's people they do comment but it's like you don't if you don't reply to it you don't communicate you're not going to keep those people engaged and it's all about engagement sure. it's all about connection and, you know and and so and you know and sometimes we we fall into that trap ourselves like we are definitely not beyond error and there are times in the campaign where we probably could have invested a bit more time in communicating stuff but this is especially with the rate of change with online media you know yeah. you're looking at like facebook shares recently going down because of the rise of tiktok um yep. in terms of watch time above youtube like I remember the days, I'm sure you remember the days of MySpace thinking this unstoppable force, how is it ever <laughs> going to be topped? And like, we look at MySpace now and think, uh, it got yeah, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I'd like to say over, over like specifically over the pandemic, I became um, a social media um, specialist for a uh, radio station, Total Rock, in fact, which, you know. Um, yep. So I had to learn, I, well, I, le- I, knew, I knew the major platform, you know, Facebook, Twitter, instagram all that kind of stuff but i had to learn what tiktok was about and uh 
I, I, I mean, I've managed to organically grow an account on there for Total Rock. You know, we haven't got any money to put on there. Um, but it was, uh, it was certainly an experience. And like any other new kind of like, you know, platforms that come along, it's quite, you know, you have to be, you have to work out the proper way of doing it. You know, because there's a way and then there's, there's like the organic way, then there's the paid way. Um, you know, it's not all about, you know, becoming viral and things like that. It's it's about building that community and finding people on there that, you know, um, that, that want to be part of it or, you know, you feel that, you know, it'd be good to connect with. So I connect with a lot of bands, a lot of artists, old and new. And it's the same. I've always done it with every platform that's been around. And like you say, MySpace, that was my jam, if you will, back in the day, you know, with all the coding and getting people and like, you know, yeah. and I was in a band at that point. So it was perfect for music distribution on your own personal page or yeah. your band page. You could, you know, it was totally open to do everything. And then it got topped yeah. by everything else. Yes. <laughs> Poor yeah. Tom. Poor Tom. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I think you're right, though. I think it just depends what you want to get out of it. Yeah. I, I think you know we we in the past have been you know have gone down the um, you know money into sort of um, ad revenue and and just trying to get the sort of the music in front of of eyes. But about where we get anything back from it it's it's the engaging with the with the fans and engaging with the community mm. that you actually get get something out of it. it like it's all well and good having you know a hundred thousand plays on youtube or whatever but if, if you're not engaging with that community then that's that's just a one-time thing you're not going to get mm-hmm. you know uh, copy yeah. repeat repeat listens and all of that yeah. down the down the years people coming to gigs people buying merch all of that all that stuff yeah definitely definitely well I've got a short time left with you, according to my Zoom. I've got the free account. I'm cheap. Um, <laughs> um, so um, I'm going to ask you my my sort of like uh, my sort of wrap up questions, if you will, if that's all right. Um, but before uh, I do that, I just want to thank you for your time. In case we get cut off, hopefully we won't. We'll get this done. But well, if, if it cuts off, can we can we jump back on? Or we're not let us. Oh no, we could, yeah, we probably can do that. Um, we're happy to do that okay cool yeah, awesome yeah. all right then well um let's go let's go yeah, for these questions yeah. so what i want to find out from both of you just sort of it's, it sort of ties in with your origin stories if you will but what i would like to know is your three most pivotal albums now what what i mean by that is like the album that made you want to be in a band made you want to pick up an instrument the album that inspired what you do now you know it can be old it can be new uh it doesn't have to be like your top three it's just those like honorable mentions like at that point that album hit me and it made me do this um so i could start with miles if you want to go <laughs> <laughs> uh i'm just writing uh i'm writing some stuff down in front of me um I mean, the, the first obvious one for me would be Fear Factory Digimortal. Nice. And it's a very controversial choice for a Fear Factory record, but it was actually um, in joint with another album that I'll mention in a moment that opens my my ears and mind to the world of metal. Um, I grew up on, you know, 80s pop music, huge Duran Duran fan, was yeah. into electronic dance music like Daft Punk. And then I had Krang TV at my parents' place and I saw this band Fear Factory talking about Lynchpin. Yep. And I was like, wow, this is so heavy, but the, the, the chorus vocals are incredible. And what I ended up doing was buying their albums in reverse order, going all the way back to Concrete, Death Metal, yeah. 
And because I bought it in that order, I was becoming subjected to heavier and heavier music. And that was my gateway drug into the world of metal. So, nice. um, yeah, Fear Factory, Digimortal for sure. Um, tied with that, um, Linkin Park Hybrid Theory. Cool. Um, yeah. Again, it was the same sort of time, just the kind of EDM, not fully, but like sort of the, you know, the hip hop elements, yeah. the um, DJing aspects of it. Again, I, I always love hybrid music that, that brings together um and then I, I just think as i was growing up um scenes of a memory by dream theater um that concept album totally blew my mind and it was the idea of like how albums can really become bigger than the sum of all their parts when it comes to concepts and like going on a journey yeah. and um i think that's definitely fed into a lot of the ways that i see albums even if you don't do a concept album it's just the idea of themes and, and the importance yeah. of bringing stuff together and storytelling no, that's awesome. I mean, those are three solid albums. I mean, Fear Fa- I love Fear Factory um, throughout the years, uh, up till now as well. Um, was f- ha- lucky enough to have Dino Cazares on my show, <laughs> which was amazing. Really awesome. Which was amazing, because I'm like, I met him once years ago in London, um, and he was really nice, to be fair. But I was like a bit like I was young and like, oh, my God, it's um, <laughs> but like getting actually to speak to him properly was really nice. Um, but yeah, Linkin Park as well. There, That's a lot of a lot of people's um, sort of gateway uh, to the sort of heavier aspect of music, as well as that crossover sound, um, which you mentioned. Um, and uh, yeah, I've. I've Notice people of a certain age, you're probably much younger than me. So um, <laughs> that was their band. That was their era of time. Um, and Dream Theatre, amazing. Just just amazing. Dream Theatre is a band that I've just never been able to keep up with, though. I mean, they just keep pumping out albums. And it's why I don't listen to them much anymore, because I'm just exhausted. Like, yeah. I can't keep up. Like, fair play <laughs> to them. Like, huge respect. I just can't keep up with their albums. Takes you on a total journey every time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, but Luke, you've had some time to think about this. So, what are your I, three? I have, and I, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm not sure it's helped. I think, oh. if anything, it's, it's, made, it's made it. It's made it worse. I've just been going through diff- various different albums, trying to whittle it down to, to three. Um, I think I, I've tried to do it sort of in reverse uh, reverse order, sort of the latest first. Um, I'm not sure I'll, I'll succeed in that. But I think the first one that, that comes to mind would be uh, 2112 by Rush. Okay. Solid. Um, so, 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 a lot of my musical influences have come from my dad. He's a a, a big, big music fan, um, and Russia, his favourite band. Nice. Um, so, I, I remember listening to a lot of sort of his musical taste. What what he would refer to as metal um, when when he was younger, that I would refer to as uh, cock rock, probably. <laughs> um, but but I think twenty one twelve was was the first album that 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 I listened to and, and it sort of showed me what music could be in, yeah. in, in that space. Um, you know, broad storytelling, just insanely technical musicality um, and, and vocals that you have to get used to, to enjoy. Yes. <laughs> Which over the, over the, over the years I've sort of, I've, I've moved, moved towards that sort of space. Um, so yeah, that, that was sort of my, my intro, I would say. Cool. Um, the, I've got a third one. I'm struggling with the second one, but the the, the third one is uh, the trees are dead and dried out by sick. Oh, nice. Mm. So li- little bit, little bit obscure. Um, Not but to me. It's all right. <laughs> I, 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 I remember coming coming onto that album when when I was in school, 
and I remember having to listen to it sort of three, four times to 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 get it. And it was the first album that I'd I'd listened to that I'd had to work through, and I'd had I'd have to put some time into to really understand. And I remember having a conversation with a, a friend of mine who hadn't listened to it yet, and saying, "Look, I, 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 give it a, give it a couple of tries, give it a couple of listens through first, and then and then come back to me and tell me what you think." Um, but I just absolutely adored what what they did on on that album. It, it it wasn't probably the the earliest heavy metal music that I heard, but it it, it was so different when yeah. I when I listened to it to stuff that, that, that I'd listened to before it. Um, and getting to then work with with Justin uh, in the studio year, years later was was unbelievable for nice. for me. <laughs> um, the third one, the third the th- right, the third one's quite difficult. I'm going to go with. I'll tell you what. I'm going to go. I'm going to go off piste. Uh, August and everything after by Counting Crows. Okay. Nice. So, so, so that, yeah. So, that, so this goes back to sort of the sort of dad's influence in my musical taste. I yeah. think, um, and I think it was just that this the first album that I that I went back to over and over and over again. And I, I love the vocals. I love the sort of bluesy blues rock sort of sound to it. Um, and I, I still put that, that album on in the car and, and sing along to it when I'm when I'm going whenever. Um, and yeah, I think it, it, it. I'm not sure it, it influenced my vocal style in over, over the years, but I think it definitely led me down a path. It was certainly one of the first, the, the first albums that, that got me into that space. Nice, nice. No, I mean that, those are again three solid options there. I mean Rush. Thank you. I love Rush. Uh, my DJ name, in fact, is from a Rush song. So um, that that's how much i like them <laughs> um the my dj name comes from a rush song um my dj name is dj force 10 which comes from the rush song force 10 um Indeed. which is on oh god damn it why can't i remember the name of the album i had it yeah, a second ago either. it's a red cover and it's the first track <laughs> and i can't remember which one it is i'm gonna have to quickly look that up because otherwise that's gonna uh, hold your fire. There you go. Hold your fire. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So, um, yeah, no. And, and, um, I mean, sixth, sixth are a band that I've know very well. Um, back when I was in the, in the metal community, like playing in band, um, we played with them quite a few occasions. Um, a couple of times in Reading, in fact, so I don't know if you ever went to any of their shows early on. Um, but played at the, God, what's it called now? Used to be the Fez Club. Um, oh, Sakura! It's uh, yeah. no, it's not Sakura. Sakura. It's no, uh, it's no, it's not. It's um, is it Sound something? It's now got like a rooftop bar and everything. It's, it's like just down. From yeah, the it's tower. really fancy. Yeah. Oh, it is now. Never used to be. Yeah. It was a grind. Oh yeah, yeah. Fez, Fez definitely wasn't. No, the Fez was. It was. I just remember it being a big like couch on the floor. Yeah. And everything like that. Uh, it was it very. Was yeah, as many like. If if COVID was anything, it was that. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I've I've known um, uh, uh, Pin and and Mikey and and Justin and all that for quite a while um, from back then, and uh, it's nice to see them still sort of like some of them still going with Sixth um, and some of the mm-hmm. other stuff they've done. Obviously, Justin in the studio, um, absolutely amazing. 
uh, some of the stuff yeah. he's produced is 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 crazy good but um no that album's really good that sixth album absolutely fantastic it's um i mean i i've got like all their stuff on cd somewhere around in this garage um going yeah. back to like early demos of like pussyfoot and such such the fall and stuff like that and and yeah. used to go down so well i used to do like hardcore hours at, at, at rock clubs and that stuff them and like stamping ground and stuff like that used to go down so well um <laughs> and not a lot of people remember that which is a shame because no. i would love people to still be dancing to that sort of stuff but um yeah. I, I used to have a lot of respect for for rock and metal djs that would play sixth in clubs i used to go to a lot of club when i was living in london yeah used to go sort of regular rock and metal nights nice and, and there, there was one or two that, that would that would go in into that sort of area of the of the catalog and yeah. wouldn't just play paramore the whole time no no it's it's very easy to play paramore all the time um, <laughs> um but yeah no back then like, so i say just do like hardcore sets so it's that stamping ground vision disorder um uh chromags um like all the sort of classic hardcore and we had that was quite a community for that hardcore sort of sound mm. obviously sixth were more on yeah, the sort of like progressive sound so they had that kind of a sugar thing going on um or the gent thing, if you want to give it its name, or whatever it is now. What is it now? Is it progressive? I don't know. It keeps changing its name. Who, it's who knows? Thing. I, it's like it's like hybrid new metal because it's like you know, yeah. <laughs> playing like the O chord. Dude, <laughs> man, and when 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 it comes to genres, like even when we were sorting all the press out for this album, and you get asked the question that you feel you should have already sussed out, like what genre would you call yourselves? And it's the biggest existential crisis ever. It's oh, yeah. just straight away going, are we that? We progressive post-hardcore, which we have gone with, but it's yeah. like a lot of the times over the years, we've just said we're metal. Yeah. And you just put yeah. onto yeah. it whatever you want. But it is amazing how much, um, especially like the term metal, like what we regard metal from 10 years ago is, you know, stuff that's now regarded as metal core yeah. in some ways and uh, a lot of gent now is just seen as metal like yeah. the, the genre shifting it's it's always been mind-blowing to me yeah eventually it all comes in because they, they need something to to market they need something to put you in in order to market um and i was part of the like new metal side of things back in the day you can see behind me i got yeah. a couple of turntables um yeah. <laughs> i was the dj in said band so That's i was all. doing all the <laughs> scratching and everything but um uh you know and 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 that immediately put us in that new metal genre so we didn't fight it we were just like yeah that's fine but we'll continue to do what we do um uh but yeah they they, like especially a lot of the press they need you to be in something so they can say berkshire new metalers berkshire pro progressive hardcore punk back around new wave um (laughs) yeah (laughs) um having worked in that field for a while you, you know exactly what they're trying to do but um yeah no i nice. mean back back to back to your your third album your counting crows yes a fine band um i'm i'm not up on what they do i know i've heard them i've listened to them my wife likes them um so it, it's uh she's yeah. got good taste yeah i'll tell her that <laughs> she needs to hear that so um but yeah no no solid i mean that those are like all six of those albums uh artists are like it's completely different but i can hear that in in that track you know you can i can hear some of those influences um which is great you know and 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 sort of this is that's why I ask those questions. I can go. You can rattle off your top three albums of all time, you know, anywhere. You know, it can be like usual sort of one people I speak to. It's like the Black Album. It's Appetite. It's it's you know those sort of like big 
epic albums but i always want to find out the pivotal ones like the ones that made a difference to you and sometimes like if i haven't heard them i'll go back and listen to them i'll have to- i'm, I'm definitely i definitely can't wait for you to hit, hear the full album i mean i'd be saying that anyway promoting it yeah. but genuinely because of the diversity of where we all come as band members like we all you know like the similar bands you know we'll all go every year to see architect play live um you know we're united a- across a lot of music but yeah. we also have a lot of our own things that we listen to and what i've always loved about schemata theory is we our music has always been quite diverse um mm. this album is going to have a lot of different flavors to it because we just write what we enjoy and um i mean even vocally um between luke and i i mean you know we have quite different vocal styles, not just the fact that I'm the screamer and he's the singer, but in terms of like, we have styles that are using quite often different kinds of music, but we've always really enjoyed the way we've been able to match them together. And, and what has always um, surprised me is when we've played pub shows or, or, you know, gigs where the audience aren't just there for metal yeah, and the amount of people that come up to us, especially actually with the Beat Saber campaign as well, people who are like, I'm not normally into this music, but I really like it. And I find that quite exciting as well about the process that we seem to tap in for whatever reason that is. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. I, I love that. It's just like, I can totally like align with that as well like going back to my days like when we got put on a random bill of like say indie bands and stuff like that it was always really good like we always looked at it like oh shit we're with you know some you know indie band at the time it was kind of like you know whatever it was like oasis style sort of bands were but the people there who weren't there to see us were really like taken back by it and like like really enjoyed it you know like it's not what i normally hear it's not what i normally go for but like having it live there it just they got they get lost in that moment um which is amazing i absolutely i love that feeling (laughs) it's so good yeah Um, it's it's nice after looking at a lineup and going oh your fans are gonna hate us yeah (laughs) and then to actually play the actually play the gig and go oh no they they think it was right yeah yeah i I think you play extra like a little bit extra for them because you're you're like like they're not gonna like us not gonna say you play without fear which is like oh yeah uh, uh, like f- for being in any situation playing without or doing something without fear is you know it totally liberates you but you know it, it's it it's one of those things where you're just like they're not going to like us so it doesn't matter we'll play this gig we're getting paid or whatever if you're lucky enough to get paid <laughs> uh, but you know you play it but you, you do you end up playing i don't know it just feels a lot a lot tighter a lot better you know less less pressure because you're, you're kind of in your head you're like they don't care but then they get yeah. into oh, yeah, it yeah. you're, you're you just know. playing it because we're you know five guys that love making music together yeah and, and, and actually that should be every gig every gig we should just be on stage going we're just doing this because we because we love it yeah. and, and you normally get a much better performance out of it you're right yeah cool cool well i got one last question for you guys and then i'll let you go on with the rest of your evening um but what are your hobbies away from music so when you're not doing this and i know you've already touched on vr and and things like that but do you have anything else that you kind of you know what that's yours you know to sort of not separate yourself but if you ever need to sort of like do something else um what are your other hobbies 
so I could probably jump in quickly. So I think Miles has obviously touched on gaming, which is a, a sort of a shared hobby across most most of the band, cool. and and is probably the the second most uh, place that where my money goes. Second after the band, uh, yep. third now actually. I'll, I'll, I'll stick that in because I'm sure my wife can hear me upstairs. She's uh-huh. worrying that. Set, yeah, <laughs> you just, no, you just didn't mention it because that's assumed. That's like well, that ring fence. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. That's its own league. Yeah, yeah, totally. yeah. yeah. Cheers, cheers for that. <laughs> um, well, I think in the main, music is is my escape. Uh, okay. In in the same way that that, that gaming is, um, and because it is somewhat of a of a hobby, and at this point is also. Um, Something we do semi-professionally. Um, there's still a. I think I feel like there's a separate part of music that I, I can sort of step into, and and it's not the writing music. It's not writing songs. It's not uh, lyric writing and um, practicing and all that sort of stuff. But I can still lock myself in a room and and listen to the like the new um, Venom Prisoner album. I've I've been listening to a lot over the last nice. week, um, and I still love that. That that's still um, something that I, I really enjoy and, and yeah acts like a bit of a of an, of an escape for me cool nice that's awesome yeah i mean it's really difficult i mean I, I i grew up as a huge movie fan i still technically am but i do have some self-disappointment of how little i age with movies also with tv series but i think it's just that we live in this digital abundance of options whether it is albums or it is tv shows you know you you get good recommendations from people you respect luke's really good at being um on top of like all the latest releases and you know i would love to listen to them all and i just can't because there's only so many hours in a day yeah and um when it comes to movies and tv shows i don't lean into them as much as i I would love to i've tried to make an effort more recently especially with the latest spider-man movie and looking at all the films around that Mm. um but uh yeah for me it is definitely gaming vr feels very different to regular gaming because a lot of them are in social spaces um and during the pandemic i think it's been um more poignant as well of a platform um but for me i've I've always been a, a content creator i'm a first generation youtuber I, I don't do it as much anymore but i do a weekly live show which is is good fun to sort of keep that pulse going um i also do a podcast show uh, called the quest for global empathy which are long-form conversations with people from around the world and nice. so um i've always been quite an activist at heart but even it's a hobby in the sense that although i do touch upon specific issues my activism is more about activism itself of like how we conduct ourselves and i just get a lot of joy in having conversations with people and that that taps into like mental health and well-being Mm. uh and and things like that so it's kind of like when i'm not gaming uh, and not working um i think it's just like creating content and and doing things that feel productive to me cool oh that's awesome i'll have to check out your podcast i'll (laughs) link it things are on mine um but yeah no that's really cool um you, like having these outlets and and like music for me um as you were saying um Luke, like that that is a it's a hobby in itself like listening to music and i i i mean i'm quite lucky i get sent a lot of stuff like pre-release obviously not your stuff there but you know it, it and and i get to absorb before it gets out into the main sort of like area um or the public domain and like sometimes you know i, I don't get that 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 um 
that privilege some bands don't release their stuff until the day of and i get it then um but i still you know i have i have like you say that digital abundance as well of everything trying to listen to everything is <laughs> it's very difficult um, <laughs> um but- it's, bo- it's both a nice problem to have but also it is just very depressing because once upon a time it was finding out from your friends what is the good album to yeah. listen to or what's the good movie it's now which good movie should I check out? Well, it depends on what you're feeling like and yeah. paralysis of choice, you know. It's the old good old days of talking about like Sky TV having hundreds of channels and you spend what, you know, an hour flicking through it. Yep. Now um, that's Netflix. Or actually, that's what you used to do at Blockbuster, <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah. Blockbuster, you spend an hour deciding what you want to the rent and then when you've decided you realize someone's rented it already so you don't have access to it yeah um we, <laughs> yep. it's um it is just such a, a, bizar- a bizarre world that we used to live in compared to now but a lot of those problems still exist of, yeah. of the paralysis of choice yeah no it's, it's very true i mean going through i mean i subscribe to multiple like subscription services on that front um i have a young family so i have disney i have you know i, I, I use amazon i use netflix all that kind of stuff because they're all all available um but yeah i found half the time is scrolling and it was i used to work in a video store as well back in the day and um yeah the amount of time people spent just browsing and trying to pick a film it's very much i just like i instantly see it as just like flicking through netflix or through whatever service um but i find that with the music services as well because it's such a now a level playing field like bands release stuff all the time and normally you go back back wherever i i go to the local record shop um which was the rock box for me in camberley um and and you'd sort of find out what was what was good what was out you know what was the latest release or you'd read the magazine and find out you know some such and such is releasing an album um but now it just sort of falls into your lap and you're like oh Hey, <laughs> um, you know, this is something totally like, you know, I, I still try and get my head around it, but I still go to the record stores and I still just sift through like new releases yeah. the same way. Um, and then, you know, I have a habit of, of doing the try before I buy, whereas before I was buying regardless, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't have the disposable income anymore to do that. But, um, you know, I, I would still lo- love to own the physical product when it comes to that i mean the digital platforms are great don't get me wrong but like it's renting the music it's like netflix you're not you don't own those films they'll go on and off that service um and the music side of things you know most of the time most of the stuff will stay on there but sometimes you know artists will remove stuff if they want to get a deal or a better deal or whatever you know the whole thing going on with joe rogan and all that kind of stuff on the other on Spotify and some artists pulling their stuff, you know, which is totally understandable. Um, but also, I mean, that's something that I feel as well when it comes to music that artists like yourselves don't get paid enough for that. Um, and not to go on a sort of like massive rant about it, but the only way it's going to change is if the big bands remove their music um, and say, Hey, we're not going to do this until this is right. Yeah, I was actually watching one of the creators that removed um, over Joe Rogan, and Joe, Joe Rogan I've listened to many times before. Um, mm. I, I don't, I'm not saying I think some of his stuff has been problematic, but it was the whole thing about him using the N word over the years, yeah. and uh, this person had done a compilation, and so like the main narrative online is these are the people that just want him cancelled, and I was watching it, and it was um, 
a black artist who says, I get paid 0.003% from Spotify and he gets a hundred million dollars with this kind of content. Um, and so I want us to be paid. And she was saying how, you know, the majority of, uh, Spotify's plays are from us, you know, they are the backbone of the platform. Mm. And so why aren't they getting their fair share of revenue? And I thought obvious point, that was refreshed to me when she mentioned it. And I was like, that's interesting that that's not the conversation that's been had at the moment. It's this culture war with it. And so, yeah, yeah. it's, it's just a great example in society of how the us first them is used, is used a lot to divide us and it's sort of bring yeah. it full circle with the album unity in time. But it's when actually we look at what unifies us. Yeah. All artists should be paid more for their work. But the thing I would also say is as a band from, from our first debut album, we always were of the attitude of, people were going to stream music and there's not much money in it. So the way you, you know, embrace that as an opportunity is you therefore invest in things that people can't pirate as, as Luke was touching on yeah. earlier, merchandise, good live shows. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing you mentioned about, um, you know, things falling in your lap, uh, music and, you know, the, the abundance of choice. Um, Hugh, our guitarist and the composer has always made the great point that, you know, once upon a time as musicians, your objective was to be, become the best band in your local music scene. And then you would go to the, the, the county and then yeah. national and then conquer the world. We now live in a world now where we all have a level playing field, as you say, yeah. and therefore any music you do, even if you are 16 year old artists that are just starting out, if you're putting music out there, you have to be more captivating than in metal Metallica yeah. or, you know, architects because people are only one click away from choosing something else. And so, um, you know, the, the thing we were mentioning about nurturing these tribes and our audiences, you know, and, and Luke was talking about, you know, you can have reach of 100,000. Yeah, that is important. Um, and as he rightly said, it's actually about engaging and building these relationships because that does take time. And that is the stuff that will stick with you um, in the long run. And, and when I think of like some of the artists that have really achieved great stuff, um, you know, whether it was David Bowie, who was constantly reinventing himself. And so, yeah. you know, you can't say that you were necessarily a fan of him for one particular style of music because he was constantly evolving and uh, my mum's a huge fan or was a huge fan of Keen mm -hmm. who were changing album on album um, I'm a huge fan of Enter Shikari that have constantly reinvented themselves yeah. they are bands that offer something quite unique that when people become a fan of them they tend to stick because they're not going to really get it elsewhere they become a part of this identity and identify yeah. with the artist at hand and you know, we're not here to compare ourselves to these fantastic artists who've achieved great things, but we'd like to think that our road to success, if we can achieve it, is creating something that people identify with and build a relationship with so that as long as we stay true to ourselves as artists in creating things around this identity, that, that people will stick with us for, for the long run. Nice. Well, on that, I think we're going to leave it there. Sounds so, good. I think that's good. Um, thank you, Miles, Luke absolutely fantastic um good luck with the album it's out on the 25th of february um it is called unity in time which we've mentioned a few times during this um but while you're there anyone who's watching go listen to their singles you got mind eater and it was uh was it voices and new vision the other ones correct yep. and yeah. you said you might drop another one in the next it's we'll see. maybe it's planned, it's planned. <laughs> it's planned. <laughs> 
if they don't, the album's out in a couple of weeks. So 25th February, yeah. it's the day before my birthday. So, you know. <laughs> awesome. It'd be, it'd be rude not to drop another single and potential music video. Yeah, oh, yeah, we'll totally. totally. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, guys, thank you very much. Have a good evening. You too. Thank you, mate. Cool. Take care.